Hey guys, what is happening? I want to focus on the good stuff today. All of the good stuff. (sighs) You know, it's really funny. I've been thinking about this next series of Queen Deep Dives. This next album I'm about to kick off. I'm so sorry. I'm not ready. And I specifically thought to myself the end of last week, I really need to set aside some time to prepare, but I haven't done anything. And the reason why partially is because I'm hesitating. I don't really know what to do. I feel like I should name this Queen Deep Dive a sub-series or something else, because this is a very unique album. It's not like the rest. (laughs) One of these things is not like the others. Isn't that a Sesame Street thing? Somebody tell me. I'm going to have to look that up when I'm done. Anyway, I cannot figure out what to do about this next series of dives. It's unique for several reasons. Several, Several reasons. It's not Yes, it's a studio album, but the structure of it is entirely unique. I haven't actually heard it in its entire... Well, okay. I have heard it in its entirety maybe once, but I haven't listened to it over and over and over like I have the rest. Because if I'm honest, it doesn't feel like your typical Queen album. So it's this anomaly in their catalog, and I literally... I'm going to listen to the whole thing from start to finish and take it in. And then I think I'm going to start my research. And then I will kick off this album and this series of dives, which will be quite interesting. And I'm excited because I spoke previously about my need for invigoration. And here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. But today, it's got to be something else. It's got to be good. I had a very hard day. Very hard day. And I don't want to talk about it. Sometimes I bring that in. No, not today. Not today. I want to talk about anything and everything that's good. And I don't know where this is going to go. So I'm just going to start with music because it's the obvious topic. I've spoken at length about my love for music and what it does to our brains and our bodies and its healing powers. And I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. Go back to my episodes about what makes music great. And I think I had a follow-up episode about that. And I went into this way too much detail about what, what music does to your brain and all of the areas of your brain it affects and its power over memory and stuff like that. So music is power. And I am not kidding you when I've heard certain songs or moments in songs, and sometimes they're fleeting, where it feels like it was divinely inspired. I'm not even exaggerating. There are plenty of moments in Claire de Lune by Debussy that it hits me like that. There are plenty of moments in Rachmaninoff's, what is is the correct name for that whole (sighs) symphony, the Vespers? Absolutely stellar. I remember the first time I heard that one piece of music it's in, it's in my best friend's wedding. And it's when Cameron Diaz, it's when Kimmy is finally getting married at the wedding and they're in the church and that gorgeous song is being sung. And I can't remember the name of it. It is one of, that whole piece of music, that whole symphony is one of the most divine things I've ever heard. 
And I actually saw a comment from someone who was in the church in the choir recording it saying, it felt like there was a presence there. And I believe it. Music is power. Music is moving. Music is release. Music is healing. I should just blast it. (laughs) Tonight, I should just be all over it. I did enjoy listening to some Beck on my run today. I was listening to his Hyperspace album. And actually, I just had it on repeat, so it was Hyperspace. And then I went all the way back to the beginning and kicked it off with... Soy un perdido, I'm a loser, baby. You guys know the rest. Fabulous song, that one. I talked about it on a random deep dive. If you love Loser by Beck, go check it out. Beck is a very strong contender for my next series of deep dives. I'm not going to lie. Even though I've already spoken about him, I was pretty adamant that I didn't want to pick an artist or a band I'd already done a random deep dive about. There are just some artists that beg to be picked apart, and I think Beck is one of those artists. And honestly, there are quite a few bootleg albums, independent albums he did when he was younger that I still haven't heard. How dare I call myself a big Beck fan? I need to get into that work of his. But I do have all his major albums. Love them. They're all fabulous and very, very different. Production value, top notch. The same guy. I'm going to kick myself if I get this wrong. Is his name Nigel Goodrich? I can't remember his name. Produces for Radiohead, also produced various Beck albums. And it shows. Brilliant producer. I'm going off on tangents. I don't care. This is the good stuff. When I was younger, I used to obsess about producers and writers on albums. I would go through the album booklets of all of these albums I absolutely adored. Madonna's Ray of Light was one of them. And she worked with a pretty nice range of producers, William Orbit, Rick Knowles. I'm trying to remember how to pronounce some of the other names. Uh, Patrick Leonard was another one. Anyway, I was obsessed with these producers. I was like, I want to work with these people. (laughs) It was was ridiculous. Who else sits there obsessing over producers on an album? me. So if that's also you, I see you. All right, what else? So music is great. If you love it, if you get goosebumps from it, the, oh, the dopamine rush. I talked about that too. We could talk about that all day, you guys. I could talk about it all day. The goosebumps, that heart smiling feeling. It's like a drug. It is a drug. It's fantastic. All right, other stuff. What do we want to talk about? Maybe we should talk about food. So I've been saying this forever, seriously. God could have said, if you believe, if you believe in God, God could have said, you just need water to survive. (laughs) But instead, we get to eat. We get to eat. Oh my gosh, we get to eat. And we enjoy it, don't we? Oh my goodness, it's so easy to enjoy the food. And the brilliant thing is, Once you start breaking out of your shell and you start to cook things and you experiment, you discover what you really love and you discover ways to make things that are healthier. Today, I made, okay, I'll admit, I like pork chops. Not really greasy fried things. No, I I cook them in a skillet. I try to keep them pretty light on the seasoning, but I do love pork chops. They're easy. They're extremely diverse as a food. But anyway, I made a salad with them and it was 
wonderful. Kale, this fig balsamic vinaigrette, I should tell you what it is. It is fantastic. Strawberries, blueberries, a little bit of Parmesan in there. It was really good. It felt so refreshing. You guys ever have a really hard day and you get home and you're, you don't want to do anything, you know? Maybe you've been at home all day and you still, you're spent, you're finished. Making anything to eat just seems like the biggest chore in the world. And maybe that's not you. And, you know, maybe you love to cook. Maybe that is your happy place. I wish I could get to the point where cooking was a happy place like that. And maybe I will now that I have a brilliant kitchen. But you're, you're, you've gone through this day, you're done, you're spent. But something about cooking food that is, it doesn't just taste good, it's good. It's good for you. It touches all the bases. You know, you're, you're taking something in that is refreshing. It's good for your, it's just good for your body. It's good for your soul. And it just makes you feel good to eat it and drink it and everything. Yeah. I do like me some alcohol too, sometimes. I have never been a big drinker, you guys. I am such a lightweight, seriously. I'm gonna tell you all kinds of things about me during this episode, I think, that I would never say otherwise. Yes, I am a lightweight. I think one of the only times I had too much was when I used to drink vanilla lemon drops. Slip right down. Those babies, oh my goodness, slip right down. I don't think I could drink them now. I am beyond the cocktail thing. I like wine. I like red wine, specifically. White wines tend to be too crisp, too acidic. But I did have, what was that white wine? It was a very dry white wine. And it was wonderful. And I can't remember what it was. But typically I like, I have had Bordeaux, wonderful. I like cabs. I like Malbec. Every once in a while, I'll get a Syrah or something like that that's spicy. But I really appreciate wine. And I got into it when I moved up to the Pacific Northwest. I had some friends that were way into it. And their house was filled with wine bottles on every corner. It was kind of funny, actually, because they had these two little kids. And they had wine bottles everywhere on every bookshelf at the corner of the wall, right when you'd turn the wall. On the floor, there would be wine bottles. They were avid wine fanatics. And they traveled all over wine country and they would get something everywhere they went. So they looked like these massively drunk people, but actually they just had all these bottles of wine in their house and they were wonderful. And we'd crack one open every once in a while, but they would do wine tasting parties too. And I started to get into this. So I borrowed these books from them about winemaking and the culture of wine and how the way the wine grows affects the way it tastes. And that's why every vintage is unique and you end up with these very rare, very unique bottles of wine that you're never going to have again. So I, I became obsessed with that. And there's actually a great scene in the movie French Kiss from, what was that, 1995? Meg Ryan, Kevin Klein. It's brilliant. Go watch it. Not a very well-known film in either of their filmographies, I think, but it is a, it's got so many wonderful lines in it. So, and Kevin Klein, totally convincing in that role. It's amazing. And Meg Ryan is charming and she's got that great haircut. But there is this scene where he is talking about the wine and he has this little kit of all of these things in the region that smell, you know, lavender, mushroom, etc. And he has her smell these different samples of 
the plants that grow around the area. And when she tastes the wine a second time, she picks up all those little nuances of those items. So it just, that was my first, I think, my first experience with understanding a little bit more about wine, just that exposure to that one scene. And ever since then, I've, my intrigue has grown and grown and grown, and I've loved discovering wines. But I don't drink it very often. I actually have to be very careful with it because of meds, good times. But I do enjoy it every once in a while. It's a wonderful indulgence. Wine. Should we talk about chocolate or vanilla or things like that that are great? Maybe we should. Do you guys like milk or dark chocolate? I am all about dark chocolate. Didn't used to be. Although I still will get a regular peanut butter cup and not a dark chocolate or a white chocolate peanut butter cup. Why do they have to make all these different versions of these candies? When they've perfected it, just leave it alone. (laughs) Now that being said, what is that variation of the, the peanut butter cup? I don't know. I'm not talking about the big one. The big one is great too, but there's another kind of peanut butter cup and I really love it. I do like peanut butter cups. One of my favorite candies. Um, Cookies. I actually really like Oreos and I never used to, but again, we have so many, a plethora of Oreos. You like sweet, you like a little bit bitter, you like tart. They have an Oreo for you, guaranteed. In fact, I just bought the thin ones, which are great because I feel like I can eat more and I don't have to feel so guilty. The dark chocolate ones, those are really good. Fabulous. What was your guys' favorite candy when you were little? Was there something that you had to have? I used to love the blue raspberry candies. My my sister and I would go to the store and we would just buy a bag of candy and we'd get sick on it. And we would get those blue raspberry, way too sour, burn your tongue off, sugar stick things. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> I miss those days when there wasn't anything else to worry about on the weekend except when are we going to walk to the candy store? That was really fun. Candy. What else, you guys? What else can we talk about that's good? Sunsets? Scenery? I will go on a road trip or go somewhere for an hour just to see a sunset or just to take in a fantastic view. Whenever I see something like that, and they're all unique, and and it's just the way the light hits the air and the clouds in the sky, I think to myself... God's paintbrush. It's beautiful. I love it. I, I, I appreciate everything I see like that because I just think the majesty of it, the brilliance of it, that, that we get to be surrounded by this. And we actually live in an area now where we can see the Milky Way at night in the sky and it's brilliant. And I got to get a telescope. If you guys have any recommendations, please tell me. I've wanted a telescope for a very long time. I'm obsessed with the astrophotography sub on Reddit. Please, I should probably just go there and look up the best beginner's telescope. Because God knows I am not an expert when it comes to astronomy. I need a star chart to get started and I need to do some research. What about laughing, smiling, things like that? When was the last time you laughed so hard that you got a stomach cramp or you couldn't stop? I love those moments when you're with a group of people that are your people. And the moment somebody says something or does something, you just laugh. I think the last time I had a fit like that was probably in October last year when I hung out with my two best friends. 
And we talked and talked and talked so much that our voices became hoarse and we thought we were getting sick because our, our throats were so dry and we could not stop talking and laughing about everything. And these are two ladies that I've known forever. I think one of them I met, I, we were kids and we were all in school when we knew each other, but we've never, ever completely drifted apart. We, we are physically living pretty far away from each other, but we always stay connected somehow. Not enough. I'm really bad about that, if I'm honest. I am, I am really bad about staying connected with people. It's always been a thing. Even with my own family, I am that person. It's terrible. I don't, it's not that I don't appreciate people at all. That's, it's not like that at all. I think there's a common misconception that people who don't stay in touch all the time with their family, their friends, are kind of like hermits or antisocial. And I don't think that's the case at all, at least in, in some instances. I, I do think some people are just, either we're just really bad at staying in touch with people. We don't text or call people very much. Maybe we kind of feel like we're interrupting people's lives by reaching out. Does anybody else feel that way? Raise your virtual hand, please, because I see you too. I, I, I feel that way a lot, especially if I'm going through something. When I'm stressed, there are very few people I want to tell about what's going on. And I'm, I have that mentality because, again, I don't want to bother you with that weight. You know, I feel like I'm throwing some bitterness on your day or I'm interrupting your day. You know, it's, it's, it's that same fear of me being afraid of what when we were living in an apartment and being afraid to relax and really let myself sing in full voice. I was always paranoid that I was going to offend somebody because even in the middle of the day, not everybody wants to hear some random woman singing really loud because I can sing really loud. But I've always had that fear. And I have that fear when I'm, when I'm thinking about connecting with someone. Do they really want to hear from me? What happens if I call them? What happens if I text them? Will they be happy? Am I interrupting something? You know, is it just a burden for them to speak to me? That, that is where my brain goes. How awful is that? <laughs> because I'll tell you what, when someone calls me or texts me and I haven't heard from them in a little while, I am overjoyed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed you. And I, I guess I should think about it that way, that maybe it would be worth reaching out more to have those laughs and those smiles. Let's talk about hugs. Do you guys like hugs? Some people are not huggers. It's the physical contact thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a line from a film that talks, what is that film, you guys? Well, I think it's a guy talking about, he uses a different term, but he says the butt out hug because you're not quite sure if you should go in for the full hug thing. But that's, of course, that awkwardness between if you're sort of dating someone, but you're not quite sure. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when, when you're hugging a bestie or you're hugging someone in your family or someone that is, you know, you're already that, that's close to them. They're your significant other. They're your spouse. They're your person. You know, it's like that. Do you guys like hugs? Because I'll be honest, I, I never used to be a big hugger. I've come a long way. There's a lot of things that have changed in my life over the course of growing out of some tough situations and, and learning to trust people a little bit more. I am still that person that will not trust anyone until I know I can. But once I'm there, 
Hugging is kind of nice. I think we appreciate it more now, especially since we've been through so much to isolate ourselves and keep ourselves away physically. Wasn't that just awful? When we first started to venture out a little bit and we were very, very cautious perhaps, and we didn't feel comfortable completely letting our guard down. So we sat outside and visited with people. We didn't quite get close enough to really embrace them. I still remember the first time I did that with one of my besties after the craziness. And I was like, I haven't touched you. (laughs) Physical contact was very good. And I think it is very good for all of us, despite how tough it might be. That being said, there are there are certain situations where I suppose an individual may genuinely not like physical contact because of a condition or something. For example, some kinds of autism, physical contact is is almost it's almost a bad thing or a painful thing. You know, you can't get too close to people. You can't approach them sometimes. My brother is autistic and he is an interesting character. I love him to death. He taught me so much through my life. And my friends have always been fascinated by this this brother of mine. But he is my brother and he's autistic and he's, there's only been certain moments in his life where he could speak at all, really, to to create words. He simply can't do that. So complex situation, complex structures, anything like the passage of time or the need for money is very, very foreign. He doesn't understand that. So, but for him, you can't really hug him. You can, but he will, he will get very rigid and it's an uncomfortable thing. So obviously there are situations where hugging physical contact would be virtually impossible without perhaps even physically hurting someone. But I think, yes, hugging is a healing thing. It's a good thing. And it has been shown as a, to be a therapeutic thing. I, I haven't read too much into that. But I know that with some people, when they have a breakdown or maybe if they're going through something very, very challenging, the the physical contact like that, a very solid wrapping up hug can actually help. Isn't that interesting that it can go both ways? It's fascinating. All that stuff fascinates me. I got to get more into biology again. I was all about it. There was a time when I wanted to be a surgeon or a biologist or a marine biologist. There were a lot of different things I wanted to do but music was always the heart of everything. So that won me over. What about pets? Do you guys like pets? Full disclosure, I do not have pets, but that doesn't mean I don't like dogs or cats or birds or fish. You know, I, I, I'm very picky about what's in the house and my hubby is too. So thankfully we agree on that, but pets are so funny. I see some of the funniest stuff on Reddit. <laughs> cats, rabbits. It is just crazy what pets will do when you don't think they're looking or (laughs) it's just randomly they get their head stuck in things. Hopefully they don't get hurt in the process, but man, don't they do some really funny, entertaining, loving things. Every person I speak to that has, they have a dog or a cat, despite all the chaos their pet might put them through, they love their pet. Cannot imagine life without them. And there are people 
I know that I, I always think of their pet when I think of them because they're so close to their pet. I do have a fascination with birds, but birds are a lot of maintenance. You really got to take care of birds, the cage, etc. but they are so fun. We used to have a parakeet when I was growing up and his name was Caesar and he would sit on the rim of your glasses and just hang out there for half an hour. He would just sit there and he would kind of chatter in your ear and he would nuzzle your head. It was the cutest thing. He was a sweet birdie. Didn't last very long. It was a parakeet. Parrots last forever. What Parrots live what? Parrots can outlive people, I think. It's crazy, parrots. And birds are pretty smart. They're fun. You can teach them things. We had a rat too. I think I've mentioned our pet rat, Pinky. She was albino. We used to feed her spaghetti noodles. It was funny to have a rat. (laughs) Very different than a hamster or a guinea pig or a rabbit, you know, to have a rat. It was random, but it was fun. Pets. Hugs, smiles, laughing. I'm trying to think of more good stuff, you guys. What do you like? Road trips, good times with people. Clothes, fashion. Should we talk about that? Fashion is fun. Devil Wears Prada definitely opened my eyes to the world of fashion. And I'm sure many people could say the same. I was never into it much when I was younger. Didn't have any name brands. I got a lot of hand-me-downs. So I didn't invest in, I didn't have any kind of special fashion items. I I particularly liked getting shoes when I was a kid. I did love getting a new pair of sneakers. Do you guys, did you ever do that? Did you ever get a new pair of sneakers and your your parent, your, your mom or your dad would spray them with that stuff to help keep the dirt off or whatever. And they would tell you, no, you can't wear them for 24 hours. You know, you can't wear them till tomorrow. And so they would sit there on the floor and you would just stare at them. Like they were the most, they were, they were the prettiest thing you'd ever seen. Did you guys ever get like that with toys too? You just adored your toys. We used to make our toys trek around the backyard as if they were evading something or on this big adventure like Lord of the Rings. We had all these toys. It was fun. I do remember my affinity for some of those toys and the shoes being a kid. New sneakers, sparkly sneakers, colorful sneakers. And what's really funny is I just (laughs) bought a pair of bright orange running shoes, and they are on their way to me as we speak. And I should get them tomorrow, actually. I'm excited. Maybe I'll share a picture of those shoes. Shoes, toys, being a kid in general. Sure, childhood is not always all it's cracked up to be. I don't know if you guys remember childhood very well. I do. I remember how stressful I thought it was. (laughs) I remember how sad I was sometimes because I was weird and I stood out and I didn't know what to do with that. So I struggled with the kids at school sometimes. But I think we all had those moments. And I think as you get older, you start to understand that even the kids that you envied or or you thought had it made had a hard time too sometimes. And maybe it was because of expectations. Maybe it was because of stress they put on themselves to appear a certain way or be a certain way. It's so easy to do that, especially when you're young, especially when you're a teenager. I just remember the giddiness of everything and how silly we were and how ridiculous some of the stuff was. I have a really funny story about me, you guys. I was in high school 
and I was riding in the passenger seat. My sister was driving. A friend of mine was in the back seat, one of my guy buds. And being me, I decided we're going 25 miles an hour maybe down this road. And I thought, I'm going to stick my hand out the window and try to grab this branch as we go by. Yeah, you probably know how that turned out. I miscalculated. My arm hit the branch. It hurt like a... And I snatched my arm in and cradled it to my body. And I was just screaming. And the funniest thing was, okay, so... I didn't break it. I didn't really hurt it that much. But the funniest thing was my sister and my friend were hysterical. And I'm sitting there and I'm just hurting. (laughs) Crazy, but that just goes to show you how dumb were we when we were younger? What did we do? Did you guys get on the roof of buildings too, like I did? We used to climb the building of the the roof of the school. We were not supposed to do that. We got on the roof of the school sometimes. I think somebody actually called the cops on us. I am not condoning this stuff. I'm just telling you <laughs> some of the stuff I did. Rode my bicycle in, the, in a rainstorm, in a thunderstorm, in the pouring rain, mm-hmm. with the rain rushing all over the place, without a helmet. I was right on the cusp, being a kid, a teenager, I was right on that cusp where kids still rode bicycles without helmets. It wasn't actually very common back then. Now, of course, I think to myself, that was pretty brazen and bold. But back then, it was just what you did. You went out with your friends and you rode around in the neighborhood on your bicycle in the pouring rain, no less. <laughs> oh, the crazy stuff. But that's the good stuff. I'm not saying everything I did was brilliant or smart or even safe. No way. I did a lot of things. I went storm chasing, you guys. I've got stories about that. I did it by myself. I did drag my mom with me one time. I think I took my friend, one of my friends with me one time. Didn't ever actually see anything worthwhile, but did find myself in a number of downpours in which I had to take shelter from. But... Took a lot of risks, and I don't know how smart that was. And I wasn't even that young. I was in my early 20s back then. But yes, I used to storm chase, and it was fun. It was fun, and I would blast the music, the techno music, the trance music, the dance music I loved. Do you guys like dance music? You into that? Some of the underground stuff? Maybe that chill out, garage industrial? I do dig some of that. It's fun stuff. I've talked for a while. And that's good because I needed it. I really just needed to think about happy things and talk about happy things and hopefully share some inspiration with you guys and, and tell you some funny stories about me, which I wasn't actually planning on doing, by the way, but it's kind of fun to disclose a few things and you guys get to know and understand a little bit more about where I'm coming from and my ridiculousness and the things that I love that hopefully, again, you are now inspired to go eat a whole box of Oreos. But please, if you plan on doing that, be prepared. (laughs) Don't eat the whole box. Maybe I should say that. Or if you do eat the whole box, go exercise for a while after you do, okay? Take care of yourselves. It is yummy and good for your soul, but it's not not good to overindulge too much, is it? Everything in moderation. All right, guys. Keep yourselves alive with the good stuff. And I'll be back next time. I promise it's going to be music related. I am going to do it. I have to sit down and do it. I just have to do it. But in the meantime, have a good one. Have a great night. Have a great everything. Everything.
in front of you. May it be bright and happy and hopeful. Optimism. This is where we are, people. This is where we have to be. Let's just be optimistic. Okay, guys. Next time.